Kelly Ann, I'm so excited that you are on the podcast today. Like seriously, I feel like I've been waiting for this episode since last time I saw you during college years. Which is hilarious <laughs> to think about. You guys, I called Kelly Ann like a couple weeks ago. We recently got back in touch. Like I haven't been living in Austin since you know, the pandemic. And so we've been talking, I've been right. I've been I've been admiring everything she's doing on Instagram. She's an incredible makeup artist. We are going to dive into all of that in a second. But basically, I had to text her and I was like, hey, I would love to have you on the podcast. Let's catch up soon. And immediately after she answered the phone, I was like, listen, we haven't seen each other since college. And I'm pretty sure I threw up in your car last time I saw you. (laughs) And we just need to clear the air. And she was like, I actually don't remember that at all I literally don't remember that to the, which is so funny because in your mind it scarred you oh it scarred me it was mind, I, haunting I me from- like me texting you I, you would have thought that like I thought a picture of me throwing up in your car was appearing with the text <laughs> message that's how I, that's how I felt um anyways yeah let's just say it's been a long time since Kellyanne and I have really hung out and no more throwing up in cars but we are going to word vomit a lot of wisdom let's that was a nice little segue um (laughs) I'm super excited to have her on she is freaking killing it and she's gonna share like all behind her journey how hard she's been working how long she's been building her business all of her secrets how we can do our makeup better Like literally everything from like A to Z. Um, And you guys are truly blessed to be hearing from her as that's the way I feel too. So without further ado, I'll let you give yourself a little bit of an intro too, because I'm sure I missed a lot. Um, So feel free to expand and then we can can get into it. No, that was perfect. And thank you so much. Whenever you texted me, I mean, I'd been seeing your journey, obviously in LA and kind of we'd kept up that way. And then... um, Whenever you reached out, I was like, wow, this is such a cool opportunity. So thank you so much for having me on. Um, But yeah, I'm here in Austin, which aren't you in Austin too? I am. Yeah. 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 I like, I've been calling it like temporary, but um, it's been a year almost. So yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have to get drinks offline. But yeah, yeah, I've been in Austin since UT, our glory days, and I've been working here full time. Uh, in tech sales. And then I started doing makeup about three years ago. And it was kind of a little side hobby, which I actually have a really funny story of how it got started. But I'll oh tell God. that later. But I'm so excited. Um, something I've like never really sh- I've shared it with like a few of my friends, but not really anyone else. So I think it's really funny and good for this time. But <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really just developed the past few years. And the goal is to get to New York and to be a celebrity makeup artist and to hopefully take it full time one day whenever it makes sense. So it's been really cool starting a business in Austin, which I feel like is a market that hasn't been as saturated as it would have been to start in New York or in LA. Yeah. And then I'm hoping to develop it and take that success to a bigger city. So it was kind of big fish, small pond here, but I'm excited to be small fish, big pond in New York. Totally. And I love that. I think like you've done such an incredible job building and expanding while still being in Austin. Like I know you regularly like travel to see clients and things, but like from what you've been able to amass so far, yes, you can tell you're Austin based, but you're, I almost said like global, that will be you soon. (laughs) That will be you soon. Manifest. Um, yeah, but you're you're so nimble in the way that you move about. And of course, we'll get into all of that later. But you guys need to follow her. I'm going to link everything about Kellyanne in this episode description. And so you will never need to search for makeup inspiration ever again. But let's dive in. I think I've been so inspired by you, like based on our last conversation and just like observing you in general is like what you mentioned. You started this as a hobby. You have a full time job. First of all, just like how? <laughs> how? <laughs> well, you know just as well as I do. Yeah, I guess, I guess. But Me like, too. it's difficult. Like, how did you decide that like, okay, I'm actually going to go for this, even though it's not making me probably when you started not nearly as much money as if any money, you know, as your full time job. Oh. How did you decide yeah. like it's worth it? So it's really interesting because I feel like I've heard this before and it rings so true. It's like, if you get into a hobby for the money, 
it's not like you're, you don't have the right passion behind it. You don't have the right motive behind it. And you're not going to push through during the difficult times if you're literally just racking up the dollar signs. And I feel like from the beginning, it was never, and I'm, I'm saying this now because I'm genuinely not making the money that I hope to make with it. So it's still an investment. And it's like, in the beginning, it was, I was just working full time and I was so, um, creatively not stimulated anymore which you know I had grown up dancing my whole life since I was two and if you're a dancer or if you're just anyone who's into art it's really that expressive bone that gets um you know that that you're you're tuned in with for it was for me like 22 years of my life so I was so used to creatively expressing myself and whenever I graduated from UT and went into sales not that sales isn't great for what it is. I really do have a, like half of my mind, I really believe is structured in the business way. It's like a business mind. And then the other half is the creative mind. And so the business side of my brain was very fulfilled. It was like, great, you're in sales. And then the other half of my brain that had been simulated my whole life was just lacking and it felt like a void. So I started doing makeup just on the side. And I don't know why I started an Instagram. I don't know who (laughs) told me it was okay to start an Instagram because looking back, I'm mortified, but I don't know. I just, I never really saw it as I want to get on Instagram and start a business to make side money income. Mm -hmm. It was just a totally different goal from the beginning. Um, so I think with that, it's like, I know that I'm kind of heading in the right direction with it because it's something I wake up every day and it sounds so cheesy, but I'm so just like motivated to do makeup, like create content to look at makeup, to study makeup, to purchase makeup, which is my Achilles heel. Um, (laughs) But you know what I mean? It's just like, it really feels so natural. So I think that's given me that natural motivation and persistence to make it into what it is now, which has been really freaking cool. No, that makes a lot of sense. And it totally shows like your content is so authentic. Like I know you, so maybe it's a little, a little bit different, but you can, I would, I actually would argue that like anyone looking at your Instagram would be like, oh, I know that girl. Like, she's a girl that I know, and she's telling me the truth. She's giving me her recommendations, yeah. and she's also really fucking good at this. And it really just comes off supernaturally. And so, like, you so want to be on your team. And I think that Thank is you. such a special quality, while at the same time, like, you're a boss bitch. You have a lot <laughs> of <laughs> qualities that I admire. I'm like, I- I'm learning from you every day, and that's that's no part of the reason so that nice. like I want you to be on this podcast but like truly it takes another kind of like grit and work f- work ethic to be able to be like okay after a full day of work let me go do this other thing but when you're passionate about it 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 goes by quickly and it's easy like I love to talk to people and could not actually shut up. So I was like, okay, maybe I just start recording my hour long conversations because I'm going to be going to be having them. (laughs) No, exactly. It's like it feels like it's just part of your natural routine. It's like you're and this is how you probably feel at the podcast. You're just showcasing the things that were going on on the back ends of your life that weren't showcased already. And that's how I've always tried to just. I mean, the makeup business side is different, but in terms of just being myself on online and on social media, I feel like it's been really interesting because I don't know, I have so many thoughts around this, but one, I'm a very observant person. So the way I consume content on Instagram, like I'm really drawn to the people that, and it's not this cheesy, like I'm being unapologetically myself, but it's just (laughs) people that don't, it's people that have the balls to get on and just like, talk about their life it doesn't need to be filtered and I think I don't know I guess the generation maybe above us they got on Instagram with that whole filtered mentality because that used to be a trend it used to be we wanted everything cookie cutter picture perfect and I think that age group is really struggling with bringing it back down to the just being authentic because they feel like they've set the bar too high. And I just don't get that because I guess since I've gotten on, I've just always been myself and I'm like, that's what I like in the people I follow. So maybe it's personal preference, but I do feel like 
I've gotten a lot of good feedback about just being authentic. And I'm, and to me, I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, I'm just showing you my pimples and my (laughs) skincare. Like I didn't realize this was unique, but I guess it is. And I, I'm thankful, I guess that people respect that because it's made, it's made this whole process way more authentic on my end too, because it does feel like a really tight knit community of just friends. And we're all just talking shit, you know? Totally. And not to make it like super, super deep, but I I like the same thing also. Like I need to read that you just had a, I mean, God, I don't know why I always get on here talking about babies. Like I'm 25 years old, but like a lot of the girls that I follow for some reason are like pregnant. Anyways, all the girls that I'm following, like I'm hearing about your postpartum depression. It's not like I had a baby, I'm skinny and I'm perfect. Like it's a lot of other reality too, but it's like, I just... I'm a person that like, even after our talk, like I hadn't talked to you in I don't know how many, like maybe four years. And I was like, this is the state of my life right now. Like parts of it are MS, parts of it are okay. I'm worried about this. And I think that is something that like, again, I do think it's a generational thing, but like without that relatability, without us showing and being the totality of ourselves, we can't really connect because yeah, people really feel that false kind of false realness. I don't care if it's a picture of you crying. It's if in the end of the day, it's like supposed to like motivate me or like end up being perfect. I just, I don't know. I read through that. So it's like, you don't always have to have the answer. You can like sniff that from a mile away. And I think too, like, I don't know. I think you and I connected so well and maybe it's because we are really similar, but I do feel like our generation, because everything is so, fast and we're consuming so much at once like we really seek out genuine connection and I think when someone has the confidence to just show the show the highs and show the lows because also I think we have this whole movement like I like celebrating people's wins too like I'm like when you're when you have a glow up like I'm like let's go fetch like you look so hot but I'm also like I want to see your low and so I think that's how and I also think that's just how friendships work like I in my friendships I seek people like you for instance that we can get on the phone and I can say hey how was your day and you can actually tell me and it's not going to be this surface level but and maybe it's because you and I both we disclose a lot so we expect people to disclose the same amount and that's how we build connections that's so true quick caveat and then we'll get back to the reason why we're here do you ever feel like now I'm like using this as a personal like event session um I'm like do you ever feel like you're an oversharer that's something I actually realized the other day I know I'm an oversharer and I'm like should I like pull back? Like, does it make people uncomfortable? Like I'm so no. like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I'm going to tell you all my business, but like, are you fine hearing all of it? You know, say I, I mean, I feel the exact same way, but I did recently. It's kind of awkward because one, I'm an overshare in life and you are too. So how that kind of comes off on social media, sometimes it can bleed a little too, like, I don't know. Recently with my boyfriend, I told him, I was like, I think I want to block you from my stories because it's been, well, it's been this weird thing where he'll watch my stories all day because I am posting all day. And then he won't feel the need to like call or be like, what did you do today? Because he's been able to watch it. And I'm like, there needs, and this is a whole different tangent, but I'm like, (laughs) we need to keep that mystery. Like, and it's not anything deeper than just being like, you know, I want to be able to call you at the end of the day and say, what did you do today? And not know. And I'm like, I feel like it's kind of bled in between the lines. And he's like, well, I want to support you. And I'm like, I don't know. So in terms of oversharing, I feel that a lot. And with social media too, and just being constantly being like a presence and having your opinions, sometimes I'm like, do I just need to shut up? Because I don't want to hear my voice anymore. (laughs) I totally feel you. I'm always caught in the middle of like, okay, one day I'm just going to have a personal Instagram that has like five followers and it's going to be private and the rest of it, it's like going to be business. And I want to segment it like that so badly because truly the only reason I do social media is for connection and to like promote what I'm doing outside of that. Like, I don't know. There's a part of me that wants to share like what I just made in the air fryer, but like, is it really doing enough? I, I really yeah. don't know anything, you know, so I, I navigate the same thing. I'm like, I'm someday I'm just like never going to open my mouth again. I'm going to go off the grid. And no one's going to know what happened to me <laughs> because I'm so tired of talking. But in the meantime, I think it 
it's for the best. It's for connection. And I totally support you blocking your boyfriend's Instagram stories. Um, but yeah, going back to that, I think overall, yes, it's so important to know, like, do I love this every day? And that's kind of like the building block, I think, of starting a hobby and turning it into something more. So if you're listening, that thing that you can't stop doing, whether it's talking or doing your makeup, something simple like that, it can become become something else. Because I mean, the podcast, if you guys have been listening, it's evolved since it first started. And I was really worried about it being perfect before it started. And Kelly and I are talking about this and we're going to get into it more in a second. And I was so consumed with like, what is it going to be at its end that I did not even want to start? So then I started and now it's changed like a million freaking times. And I'm sure it'll change a million more freaking times before, you know, as, as it keeps going. But something I asked Kellyanne the other day, I was like, listen, I want to keep, I was actually truthfully at a breaking moment. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Don't know where it's going to be. How did you decide to keep going? And how do you decide to like, where you are and what you wanted it to be. Because from the outside, it looks like, oh my God, she's always known she's wanted to do this. She started really doing this like maybe a couple months ago. It looks amazing and she blew up. That's how it looks like on the outside. And so I was like, so basically like, how do you do life? Because you're doing it a lot better than I am. And what did you tell me? I was like, well, I feel like we had a big conversation, but I was like, I still don't know one. And I think there's too much pressure to know right? Like, I feel like there's so much pressure that when you start, it has to be perfect. You have to know your exact vision. You have to know your three to five year plan. And it's like, you just have to start, like, just put something out and see what catches and take the pressure off of like, oh, it has to be perfect. And you have to know how successful it's going to be. If this is your passion, if like all of those unknowns, I feel like are just things that hold us back. I mean, you agree, correct? Totally. Totally. I was like, you were the first, no, not the first person to tell me just start, but you, you said it in such a way you were like, you don't need to know what the end looks like right now. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, what do you mean? Like if I don't, in my head, I was like, if I don't know what the end looks like, then I can't plan for the future and I can't keep moving forward. And I remember you saying like, just keep doing what you feel inclined to be doing at the moment and it will take shape. And I was like, I really needed to hear that. Honestly, I think after that conversation is when I like got my shit together and I was like, okay, what do I want to do tomorrow? That's all I need to worry about. Um, And then I can keep going. And you you were sharing us a second ago, but like you said that it's been like years in the making, you know, yeah. this makeup business. And how do you feel like you've changed in terms of being able to stay balanced and stay in the present while still knowing what you want to manifest and bring for the future? That is such a good question. <laughs> well, one, I, I'm like, uh, but I was just going to say, like, I think. I don't know. It's been really interesting. This year is the first year that I've felt like comfortable with me and what I think my purpose, I guess, is, or just what I think. Like, I'm finally comfortable and confident that I'm doing the right thing. Amen. But but also, I think that has so much to do, and I know people talk about the science, but like your frontal lobe developing. Like, I really think that I have felt like a very malleable person and I felt like a lot of different like very what's the word not like fair weather impressionable but I'm the yes, same I'm like, the same way like yeah one one week I'm like I need to go try out for um an NFL team and I'm gonna be a cheerleader <laughs> and like I shit you not I think I was like at a low point in my life maybe two or three years ago it was like April 19th or something and I'm, I'm sitting in my bed I'm like I hate this I hate this I have to go try out for DCC like I just I have to I roll over and it's like auditions on April 23rd oh or maybe God. it was for the or it was for the LA Clippers or something their dance team and I literally look up flights I'm like well I could fly in tomorrow I could try out for the LA Clippers <laughs> dance team I'm like what am I doing so all that being said I feel like everything has been just so flighty in the past few years and this is the first time in my life that I feel mature enough and just confident in who I am and I think that comes out in what I'm doing but I mean well I'm forgetting your first question what was the no. full question well I, I'm gonna I'm gonna remind you in a second but I have to take a second like 
I, I'm sorry if I'm making this podcast episode all about me, but I'm truly having a reaction at how similar we are. Like, no, we I are. have literally been the same thing. Like, I have created decks upon decks, Kellyanne, being like, I want to start an app. No, I want to yes. start this. No, I want to go back to grad school. I want to quit all of this. I want to go into <laughs> philosophy or like, like psychology. Like, I'll become a therapist. I'm going to give it all up. I will look up flights to go anywhere in a moment of time. It's it's actually scary. So like you saying that you do the same thing is like oh. actually giving me a lot of peace. I'm um, ready to risk it all. Ready to risk it all. But it's same way. I feel like, okay, I'm solidifying like who I am and what I'm comfortable with and not everything. Like my full-time job doesn't have to be the pinnacle of my success. Like it doesn't have to fulfill me 110%. That's why I started the podcast and you can get fulfillment from here and you get fulfillment from here. And I think a lot of it is like activating all areas of your life to be the most fulfilling. So you don't feel like at a moment's notice, you could freaking book a flight to pursue one of your 99,000 dreams. It's okay to have 99,000 of them. We all probably will want to live a hundred different lives within this life. Um, but being, and I think, I think too, like dreams are so important because like, okay, our impulsiveness probably is a con, but I also think it's one of the biggest things that separates someone from, oh, I had a good idea to, oh, I made it an action. Mm. Like who you are. I've seen this in my business, like just, and I'll take an example doing, um, Serena's makeup for example so someone that I had seeked out and I was like god I really admire her she's on the ups like I want to be on her glam team and a month ago had I even known that I wanted to do this no but I sat there and I said I want to be on her glam team what can I do what can I do I started planting little seeds all the stuff finally like I had basically lied to her via email I was like oh I'm gonna be in New York like this is how I got my first celebrity client if you will I had commented on her live and I said do you have a makeup artist in New York like hoping she would read it and she responds she's like no come do my glam so I immediately start DMing her I'm like just introing myself whatever and then she tells me to follow up via email so I my sales self I'm like I'm good with a intro email I'm good with following up I don't care about getting rejected like I got this so I'm emailing her just being like making up this complete bullshit thing of, Hey, I'm going to be in the city for client meetings, which what does that even mean? And I'm like, I would love to glam you. Like, please let me know that I gave her a little window of dates and we went back and forth a little bit, but to be honest, like, I think I followed up maybe three, four or five times. And finally, I think it was a, a Monday. We had been planning tentatively for Wednesday and I hadn't heard back from her like that Wednesday of that week. And I hadn't heard back. And finally, I was like, I'm going to follow up one more time because I feel so annoying, but I'm just so eager to make this happen. Mm -hmm. And I follow up one time and she's like, sorry, Wednesday booked. Could you be here Friday? And I literally booked the flight on Tuesday, flew out on Thursday and made it happen. And so many of my friends are like, how did you even make that happen? Like, I don't, I don't really understand the logistics and (laughs) I just realized in that moment, it does take a very impulsive person. Like I have my faults and I'm not tooting my own horn because financially my Mm -hmm. bank was like, Ellie, you can't fly out to New York, but I'm so down to take a risk because kind of back to your point of like being a dreamer, being impulsive, doing those kind of crazy thoughts or things that you can't really rationalize. Sometimes those are the best business decisions you could ever do because it's literally like based on the, like the dream. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of, I, starting a business has kind of been what I've figured out is like rationalizing my dreams and rationalizing those fantasies and seeing how can I logistically make them happen. But I love, I don't know. I, love I just want to explain it, right? it because I think like something I've talked about in here before is like dis- deciphering the difference between like a logical decision and a gut decision. And a lot of times we cannot explain the gut decision. Don't know how it's going to happen. Don't know how it's going to come together, but it's going to happen because I want it to happen. And that's all I need to know. And no one else has to understand it except for me. So and and going with that. And I think like that's a great way of putting it like rationalizing your dreams. And I don't know, I'm a person that like I act upon 
almost everything. The only thing I'm trying not to act upon with feelings are my finances, but everything else <laughs> I or emotionally charged decisions. What do I feel? Like I'm an overthinker also, so I try to get out of my head as much as possible. I don't know how someone could be so many different things. I'm impulsive, I'm an overthinker, I'm a feeler, I all of it. <laughs> like I'm just I'm everything. You're um, special. I'm special. I'm special. But it. No, I love that. And I think it's really great for people to realize, like, what are you feeling most charged about? Like, even through this conversation, like, I'm watching both of our voices go up to the red level. And I love it. Like, I'm getting so much energy from this. Usually I'm like, I'm shouting, they're calm. Okay, that's No, I'm sorry. I also was, I'm on the floor and I was like rolling around when I got so like into the last thing we were talking about. So I'm mortified, but that's no, okay. No, my, hand, my hands are like everywhere. So I'm glad we're on the same freaking page. But going back to the first question, it, yes. was, it was how do you stay in the present while also like planning for the future? Like how do you stay here and know what's coming without getting too lost in like the the far away stuff? That That is, yeah, yeah. you know? I think, yeah, the one, I mean, I'm trying to work through this every day because I don't know, there is part of me that knows I want to be in New York and knows I want to be this, this, and this, and I'm not there. So that could easily discourage me, but I try to live by the whole mentality of having a light post, but Mm. allowing your, like the vision of allowing your sailing ship to really like wind and do different directions just to get to kind of that in light pose because I think it's not a straight shot and back to kind of what you were saying too it's like wake up every day and make a lit like for me I'm making a list of some goals I want to accomplish some things I want to feel and things I want to check off my list and as long as I'm doing that and I'm confident in that and it feels right then I know it's the right winds and turns to get to the end goal whatever that may be you know does that make sense that metaphor really works for me I literally just wrote down light post and like instantly I'm like that you know having something you're tied to like you see the end you see at the light it's the end of the tunnel and you don't necessarily know what exactly like you said winds and turns are going to bring you there but you're gonna get there and you see it in the distance and it kind of keeps you going without taking you out of like the next moment because I always think in the moment you have the most power to influence the future but only if you're staying present you know because you're fully awake to your reality and that changes second to second so I think that's I think that's a great thing that's definitely something I'm working on too it's just like let me stay here so I can get there and there might change like what I, I know what I think I want and the root of it is there, but like how it manifests and how it looks, it might change. Mm. You know, we I have mean, to be open to that. And that it just takes the pressure off. Like there's so many things I look back on the past year to where if I had the control to place everything in its position, I wouldn't have done it that way. But mm. looking back, I'm like, that was the path that exposed me to a lot of different things that I didn't realize I was going to get exposed to or taught me lessons that I later applied to that like it just I I don't know I I don't know how religious you are or like what your beliefs are but I feel like just from a spirituality standpoint I'm such a believer in like everything happens how it's supposed to and you know as long as you're putting out good intention every day it doesn't mean you're not going to make mistakes it doesn't mean you're not going to screw up but it's like at least you're being good and you're putting good out. And I really think that good will come if that's how you're living your life, you know? Took the words out of my mouth because in my head I was yeah. like, everything happens for a reason. The way that yes. happens is so intentional. You know, I think like as <laughs> I'm acting like I'm 50 years old or like more really? than that, I'm like, as I get closer to the end of my life. No, but like as I get older, I've never been a person that like has lived with regrets. I think now there's something like, oh, I may have done that differently, but here was the lesson. And as as I hopefully continue learning, there will be less of those that I will like would tweak if I had the chance. But like some of my greatest failures have been my biggest teachers and biggest blessings. Like this, yeah. I mean, COVID, first of all, and I would have never chosen this. And no, I mean, none of us would have, but we've learned a lot despite you know, it's been very tragic for a lot of people. And I, I always do feel bad and feel, you know, like this is a controversial thing to bring up, but it's taught me a lot. And I feel blessed this year. I'm lucky. I have my breakdowns for sure. 
but like 100%. when you when you peel back the layers and just like look at it holistically like big bird's eye view it's like okay thank you like I never thought I would be like thank god I got fired like first of all yeah, I never thought I exactly. would get fired gross and now I'm like oh yeah thank god because I was able to unlock you know a new chapter and the right chapter of my life I'm exactly where I need to be you know yeah it, yeah I was just gonna talk about and Sorry, this is a little unrelated to what you're saying about COVID, but one, I 100% feel blessed too because I look back on 2020 and it was literally the year I found myself in my career with makeup. So I feel very thankful for that. And um, yeah, that's what I was going to say to that. But I wanted to say the point about um, being present. Something that I've learned too, because looking back, like, you know, I've listened to a lot of podcasts on this too, some of the most successful people, and they'll ask, all of them, they're like, when did you realize you made it? Mm-hmm. And like, not, none of them really ever have this. Some of them have defining moments, but they're all super successful. Like I'm talking about like, like, I don't know why it's coming to my head, like founder of Spanx or like people that yeah. are just like, they've made it, you know what I mean? And sometimes they'll say, you know, I still feel like I haven't really, like I'm still working, still feel like I haven't really made it. Yeah. And the lesson I'm thankful I've learned recently because of listening to these testimonials is you're never going to feel like you're done and you're finished and you've, you've done your job here and it's time to hang up the shoes. So I feel like staying present, I try to constantly celebrate the small freaking wins and journal when they happen because there's been things that happen like reaching 10 K for example, is it minuscule? Yes. Does it matter? No. But that feeling right there, I'm like, that's something that I want to remember because I, I don't know. I just feel like you're not going to get that time back or that moment. Exactly. Back. Exactly. And I think we all, if you're so caught up in like, I'm going to be happy when I'm here, yes. like when I'm finally in New York, like if I'm going to live at that standard, then it then makes no, my life in Austin shit. And yeah. it's like, no, I need to be so proud of myself every day and find that. And, 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 but, but also hold yourself to a standard where you're celebrating it and you really are happy with yourself and what you've accomplished day to day because you'll never get smaller. You'll never go back. But also you can't constantly be reaching for the the light post. Do you exactly, know what I mean? Exactly. I don't know. I just thought about that once and I was like, you need to celebrate the small wins. No, it's so important. I think another important caveat is I'm really great at celebrating small wins of other people. And then when you look at yourself, it's like, no, no, no. That, you know, just because that's not your end goal doesn't mean that it's not worth celebration. And I think- Or you'll diminish it. You'll diminish it because you're like, I don't want to be selfish. It's like, no, be proud of yourself. Exactly. No, I 100% agree. And I think, well, I mean, the goal for all of us is growth. Happiness and growth, like there's a distinct difference. Like I could be, I could literally be right where I am in my life career-wise and never go, never make another step, never grow anymore. And I could still be happy. That's not necessarily what I want for my life, but could I find joy and contentment? Yeah. I have my family. I have my friends. Like I know how to show myself love. I know how to express it. I know how to receive it. Like period done. That's, I mean, I'm not going to say that's the meaning of life, but um, you could shut the book right there and probably be quote unquote, like fine. Yes. I get ecstatic joy from taking it another level. Also, like I'm not Tom Brady over here. He's taking it like 10 million levels, but, but truly to like create something and then like feel resonance from other people takes it to another, another level. So we just have to like stay with what we want, stay pursuing it, but be like, you know, and this leads me into my next subject if I want to fucking take a day off and just enjoy my life, that's okay oh. too. And I was going to ask you, like, how do you decide? Because, you know, when you're the founder of something, when everything is up to you, you see the growth, you see the numbers move based directly on your effort. How do you remind yourself that it's okay to take a break? And how do you actually, like, go forth with taking that break? <laughs> this is so hard because I... I have so many thoughts, but first of all, first and foremost, I think it's, I always try to remind myself, I'm like, no one cares about you as much as you care about you in the sense of you can take a day off and no offense, no one cares. And I think we get so, especially, so I'll break this up, but on, on a social media front, it's really easy to be like, you know, the way the algorithm works, you have to stay present. You have to be constantly posting And if I take off, like, what if someone wanted the link to the whatever it is? And then it's just taking a step back and humanizing yourself and saying, 
legitimately like you're kind of being narcissistic. Oh my no God. one Our really minds cares. Work the same way. I literally have to tell myself like you were a narcissist. Like chill yes. out. Chill. Like stop thinking that your opinion is like end all be all that people like live for your content. Sure, people enjoy your content and probably look forward to it, but I'm like that's a whole other I mean issue in itself but I do mm-hmm. think like everyone could take a step back and not feel the guilt because no one really actually cares you know and yeah. then also yeah. I've just I because I'm the type of person I feel like that really burns the candle at both ends I've seen myself at my worst and it's always sleep deprived overly stressed I get sick I'm snappy at people like yeah. I I've been thankful talk about growth this year I feel like I've been at I've been able to have the ability to identify when I'm getting in that kind of low, low place. Mm. And I know that's when I need to take a step back because nothing I do from there on out, it doesn't matter what content I produce, doesn't matter if I try to do makeup, if I try to answer emails, none of it's going to be the best of what I can be. And I think you probably feel the exact same way. Like I would rather take 24 hours to recoup, to be my best self for a week than have seven days where I'm a monster and I'm snappy and rude to people. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to prioritize yourself so you can give something to the people you're trying to give to. Exactly. Well, cause first of all, I have been that monster and let me just like shout out to all my friends and family and people in my life for giving me so much grace. 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 (laughs) I've made the same mistakes over and over and over again but yes exactly like getting to a point where you recognize like oh that's a sign of me getting into a place like let me just like not schedule that extra call let me not schedule that coffee this weekend pretty sure that they will survive if we have to wait another week like i'm not well oprah here i even think you and i did this which is i think that's when our souls connected (laughs) was when when i i think i don't remember i think it was me who reached out and i was like to be honest i just i don't know what I, i didn't have the bandwidth or i was just really stressed and i i was like i don't think i can give a good conversation and i want to give it 110 percent yeah and you were like i love you for this like take your time or maybe it was the other way around but i think too that's been a really hard lesson to learn is respecting yourself enough to know how to set boundaries and it's really freaking hard on social media because you're so accessible and everyone needs something right then and sometimes I just like I feel responsible to answer people specifically in DMs and stuff. And then I'm like, that's literally like me going to a dinner party and having conversations with over 75 people in a two, in a two hour span. Holy shit. Yeah. And when you, when you think of it like that, if you're someone who really cares about these conversations, which I think you, I, and any person who has a platform does, it's like, that's so energy sucking and just draining. And so it's, I don't know. It's it's finding the balance of saying no. I'm I'm turning my notifications off, or I'm going to bed at ten because I respect myself enough to set that boundary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you want to show up fully for the people that you do it for, like you just said. And I think like when you come from a mentality of I want to give to everyone and I truly care about this, it's like more of me on is better. But not if you're not performing at the same capacity that like people resonate with. So exactly. kind of helps give yourself the power back of being like hey, like, actually, you can give more to us if you take some time back for yourself. Because, you know, I think we're trying to think of others when we try to do too much, but in reality, it ends up, like, hurting them. And then to the social media point, like, people forget that, like, you're a person. Like, how, like, you want them to send you that link immediately, but, like, hey, they're having dinner with their family, just like you. So, like, you're going to have to wait. Sorry. It it really is. And, I mean, I'm not big at all, and I don't know how people do it who are – who have a million followers, like, because yeah, it's just the constant sense of urgency. And it's like, these people think some, which I've been, sorry, I just want to take it back. I've been very lucky that (laughs) everyone I talk to really does feel like a friend. I don't get any, like, I mean, the trolls thing is another conversation. I barely get any trolls, but like people are genuinely so nice and I get it. Like I'm a consumer too. And I, watch people's content and sometimes in the moment I'm like I need that pair of jeans where are the jeans from (laughs) and then but you take a step back and I'm like they're a human I'm a human and to your point it's just like the beauty of social media is you can reach out to a celebrity and get a response but the harm of it is everyone is so accessible and there's not these 
hours where everyone turns off, do you know? Yeah. I mean, we're all like little narcissists in our head thinking our needs are the most (laughs) important, you know, being like, well, I guess she doesn't want me to have the jeans. It's like, actually, she doesn't freaking know you. Okay. Yeah, actually, she's like you said, having dinner with her like family that she's seen in three months. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and we're not gonna get into like the stories in our heads that we make up when you don't hear from people, but that's obviously a, a real thing. And we live in our own little worlds. Getting out of your head, mine, one hundred percent included, is very vital because it can be a really dangerous place if you stay there too often. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it can. Like Uh, overthinkers we both know (laughs) I would love to turn off like for a solid week though and like it's not even that people are asking stuff of me like super often it's like I'm just like ready to talk all the time and like just like give and like have energy and like just like go and it's really hard for me to turn off anyways I'll probably I think so too though as a creator which you are like creating a podcast and bringing on people and creating a vision and the way people feel when they listen like as a creator, you also have a responsibility, though, to take care of yourself and to take care of your mind. Yeah. Like, that's how I like to see it, too. And whether it's something you've baked into your every day, like, I know you love, like, yoga or having, I'm sure, like, a morning ritual. Like, for me, it's, I have to take a bath. And it's the one, it sounds so dumb, but it's the one time I don't have my phone and I swear all my creative ideas come from a bath. So like, but I just feel like there's times where I I can feel myself getting really stressed or amped up. And I'm like, no, go take some time for yourself. And also like, I mean, that applies to day to day. And then also scheduling, like you're balancing a full-time job and a side hustle, you know exactly what it's like. And for instance, this past weekend, my boyfriend and I scheduled a one-day celebration for Valentine's Day. Okay, I saw up. that, and I was wondering if that's what it was, because I remember going back to our conversation, and I was like, okay, yeah. I wonder if they're celebrating Valentine's Day early, and I was like, that's cute, I should have done that. We are, but, I mean, he's going on a boys' trip, so, like, let's let's just, you know, take a moment for, for everyone, that, but on, on Valentine's Day. For everyone that's wondering, like, literally, so, my boyfriend is with his friends from high school right now, so, like, if you're thinking, could Kelly and Anne and Samara be any more similar? No, we couldn't, actually. <laughs> I know, it's actually insane, but, yeah, no, I just think, you know, at first, like, it gave me anxiety putting something on the calendar that wasn't work, which mm. was crazy. Because, like, I pride myself in it. it, But it it is because I'm trying so hard to prove to myself, like, you can do this full-time. And it's really hard to see that when you are working another full-time job because you don't see its actual capability like it's actual potential. So I think I pride myself in staying busy on the weekends. And, you know, that has a whole con in itself where – my boyfriend and I were just like, wow, we really need to, like, I need to sacrifice more time for us because it's getting to the point where I'm booked Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I'm like, where does that leave time for my family? Where does that leave time for my relationship? And I'm so thankful for it because who would have ever thought this would happen, but making a plan to not take appointments this weekend gave me a little bit of anxiety. But Mm. once I was there and unplugged, it's like, I needed that to come back this week and be better and be stronger and be more inspired because I really think as a creator, you have to take that time for yourself and you have to unplug and drink a margarita and like, yeah. you know, get drunk and like have a hangover. Like, to- I don't know. Totally. Do you think yeah. like now I'm like really kind of like thinking about the psycho the psychology of it all. Do you think that like the anxiety stems from, and I'm sure people would say yes and maybe some people would say no, but I think it does for me. If I'm not there all the time, then I'm going to become like less relevant or people are going to find someone oh. else to listen to. I mean, take that psychology and then put a algorithm behind it, huh. you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, if I don't post Saturday and Sunday, then – And I really think you shouldn't do things for the numbers, but there is a part of you that's like growing as a high and growing. And it's strategy and it's like, you know, you think if I take a seat back, like am I gonna not be top of mind anymore to these many people? And but honestly, I really I really try to not care about that stuff. And I'm sure you feel kind of the same way. Like all I care about is putting out quality content. And this has been the one thing that from the beginning someone shared with me. And it's honestly been something that I tell myself daily. They're like, 
put it, put out quality content for three people that, you know, like three people that you really understand, you know what they like, you've talked to them, like put out good quality for those three people and give them good enough quality for them to share. And that's how you grow. Yeah. It's not. And I think I've always tried to just channel that because it's like, you can't get caught up in the numbers. You can't get caught up in, is everyone going to like this? It's like, just focus on creating good quality content true to you. And if it's good enough, people will share it. And that's how you authentically, you know, grow and matter. And who cares about the algorithm? Who cares about the numbers? That's just way too stressful for me. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, no, that's truly the only advice I could take. Because like, I mean, if I was grading myself on Instagram for this podcast in terms of promoting, I would get literally an F minus because I just like, <laughs> it's I just like, I don't care like everything that I care about is happening right now and yes I want people to listen I want people to hear all of my thoughts and resonate with it because it's it's conversations it's quotes it's like nuggets it's tidbits of it's reminders it's realizing things all of that but I think like having the pressure of okay yes but then there are people who are quote-unquote able to do that and put a strategy behind it stresses me the fuck out and I really I haven't I haven't mastered it I I'm like I need to hire someone just because I don't care and some people maybe are passionate about that but it's it's hard I think I would only be able to just hope and pray like this is when my spiritual side like just takes wind I don't have as strong as a business side I would say as you do until I really start seeing like numbers flow in then I can activate it um but I'm like you know if it's meant to be it's meant to be if I just keep going you know I mean I mean same but it's funny you even said that because in my mind I'm like I don't think I have a business mind (laughs) you just but I seem put together and I'm like oh she knows what she's doing she knows no, I, I mean, I appreciate that. It's funny though, but this is such a testament to no one knows what they're doing. Like, you know, yeah. literally no one knows what they're doing. And yeah. I appreciate you saying that. I think, I don't know. I just try to constantly just post what I'm doing and what's on my mind. And if I don't know how to do something, I just really try to figure it out because I, I don't know, there's certain things that I know if I can master myself, which I know we only have a certain amount of bandwidth and there's limits, but I do feel like there's certain things in a makeup artist world. I'm like, if I can master this, like it could really take me to the next example. But the biggest hurdle that I'm seeing right now is like YouTube. Like Mm. I know I need to get on YouTube and what's holding me back is the editing and the hours and another platform. And to your point, I'm like, I, I feel like I need to hire someone, but then that's a cost. Oh, and I yeah. would rather I don't have master the money. it myself. <laughs> Same. I don't have the money for anything. I'm like, I'm like no, I, I need, need to hire this. someone, but where are they going to get paid? It's going to be someone like with the graciousness out of their heart being like, oh, I would love to help you. Yeah. Shameless exactly. plug for me and Kellyanne to have an assistant if you really love us, if you're really <laughs> feeling inspired Honestly. by this uh, conversation, let's all go get margaritas. Honestly. But I think too, like, I know I've said this before also, but just show yourself grace because the fact that you're even running a podcast business, you're running a business and that's the business side. You know what I mean? Like how you were like, I'm on the business side, but like you're doing like putting yourself out there, operating it, being, being strict on a time schedule, finding clients or finding people to come onto the show. Like that's all so impressive. And I think we just need to give ourselves a little pat on the back because we're both trying. This is true. Side note, I did not pay Kellyanne to say any of these nice things about me or give me this encouragement. I really feel selfish. Yeah, seriously, I feel very selfish um, sharing all this with you guys. But she's saying it to you too. And I think the important part here and the point is like, no matter how much growth you've sustained, whether you're at 10K or like I literally have 88 followers on my podcast Instagram, like all of these Good. stages, <laughs> you're the and best. 88 more than you had yesterday. I'm literally hyping you as my, I'm hiring you as my hype man. But the, <laughs> the point is like, you're never going to go get back to this time and you're never going to be able to go back and celebrate yourself for where you're, where you were at. So while part of me does feel bad for like receiving compliments on my own podcast, I'm like, no, like, it's it's true and I'm happy for myself too and I want to be transparent about the process so that when there's I don't know a million people listening or I have a tv show you're like oh my god I remember when that girl was seeking compliments on her own episode (laughs) and shamelessly that's so true and I love that point too because 
I don't know. I think too with growth, whether it's in your business or on Instagram, people are so obsessed with getting to the next point. And I know we touched on this, but always knowing that you can never get smaller is something that kind of freaks me out because I'm like, you know, like things only like, it's kind of like how rich people have rich people problems. It's like, you can want to get rich so bad and you think your problems are going to go away, but no, your mediocre problems are going to turn to rich problems and they're just going to amplify with the contact. So it's, I think, yeah, just enjoying, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but what you're saying about enjoying where you're at and just seeing the beauty in it, because you'll never be back to 87 followers. And maybe when you get to 89, you'll bring on one bad apple and they'll talk shit to you. So, you know, it's like, (laughs) seriously though, that's how I think of it. Yeah, that's true. It's important to remember. I mean, it's the same with life. Like I remember I wanted to be so grown up when I was in college. Like I actually hated being in school. I was like, I'm getting a job. I had a blog. Like I'm realizing this was always kind of like in me and my thing to like create stuff outside of you know, what, what my main thing was at the moment, but I wanted to be so old. I wanted to move to LA, wanted to to be financially independent, all of these things. And now I'm like, so thankful that this time right now has been like a little bit of a gap year. Cause it's like, wait, when did I like take a break and realize like, Oh, I needed to take a pause to figure out how I wanted to move forward. It was just always about the next stage. Um, and uh, career aside, like, Time is, like, going by so fast. That is Uh, a theme that, like, within the last two months, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I started realizing that people would ask me about, like, when I moved to L.A. And I would say, like, two years ago. And then I'd be like, 2016 was five years ago. You you have to stop saying two. You have to stop. And I was like, oh, my God. In five years, I'm going to be 30. It's not a death sentence by any means. I'm excited. But it's just, like... Oh, wow. And then you add being a female, a biological clock. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of things. <laughs> geriatric pregnancy. <laughs> Literally geriatric. A, a pregnancy before above 35 is geriatric. My boyfriend told me he found a white hair in his beard. And I jokingly was like, better make the most time of what you have left. But I was like, okay, like, at least you don't have a clock that's like literally like, on, on, your ovaries. on overdrive, probably. Wait, Samara, I was just going to say, you know, you know how your impression is you threw up in my car, which it's vaguely coming back. <laughs> it really is. It's vaguely coming back. But I, I think why is because my impression of you in college was very mature and very put together and almost like not. I had a stick air, up my ass. I had a stick up my ass. Not nose in the air, but you were, it did feel like you were a little elevated in the sense of what you wanted to do and, and, and you knew it. And I think maybe I envied that at that time because... <laughs> I don't know. I just, but I do think it's like, it's really interesting what 2020 has done for a lot of us. And I think you and I both relate of, it kind of put us on our ass and it made us think, what do you really want to do? You know, when everything's stripped aside, when you're, when it's not the distractions, like I know in Austin, the distraction was the lifestyle here. It was kind of like a college Mm. had overflowed into this every weekend kind of routine. And to be honest, it was my biggest hurdle and like it was really holding back the potential of makeup because I was still prioritizing like going west every Friday and like that was something that looking back of course Austin shutting down was like oh that's a shame but I'm so freaking thankful because it literally gave me that like I said you're stripped of everything you're stripped of the distractions like what makes you happy at the end of the day if it's something you can profit great if not then like do it as a hobby and see what happens and I think that's been really cool and also taught you and I a lot about ourselves and it kind of said I know you thought what your plan was like Mm -hmm. take a seat because it's about to show you what it is (laughs) sit down and stop trying to take control like again another notch to add to my list is I am a control freak and I'm saying like (laughs) recovering control freak because after this, I there's there's simply just like no point in trying to control anything. But I think I think that's so true. And we'll have to have a conversation offline about um, college and who I was and who I thought I was. Because <laughs> now I'm like really laughing. And now I remember the exact night that we met. And let's just say we were both in like different places, different relationships, oh. and just like really different, different places. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but no, it's true. It's like sometimes the biggest failures or things you didn't see coming and things you don't know how you're going to get through or you're going to be your biggest blessings like 
it is a lot to navigate life right now. And we don't know what's going to happen, you know, before 2022. We might have some inklings. And I, I really feel like it's going to be a very prosperous year and I'm very excited. But, you know, there's going to be things that we go through and grow through, not to be so cliche, but it's it's the truth. Yes. Wow. It is. Wow. I'm like so sad that this is coming to an end. But before you go, I'm not letting you leave without sharing the story of how this all started and how your makeup business started. Because <laughs> you said it was so, funny and we want to know. Well, it's just, so I tell, I mean, both sides are true. I just don't tell. I think I've just come to realize a different part of it that I hadn't really understood before. And basically at the time of, um, at the time when I was working corporate, I was dating this guy and the relationship itself kind of just blew up. It was very, it wasn't toxic. It was just confusing from the start. I was in a place where I had recently gone through a breakup and, um, for lack of better terms, I felt like he was really filling that void for me. And I think I constantly felt guilty being with him because I did like him and I had expressed that, that I wasn't ready, but he still kind of stuck around. And on the other side of this, he was the most supportive, like he was my hype man. Okay. And probably in times where I didn't deserve it. So how this ties into makeup is, I look back on our relationship and I'm like, why were we together? And then I had this weird realization that whenever I was on my way home from work one day, like so discouraged that he was in my ear being like, you should start your makeup page. Like, I know you're so passionate about it. Go for it. Go for it. And at the time I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pipe down. (laughs) At the time I'm just kind of like, okay, like, thank you, whatever. But looking back, like he genuinely, I feel like gassed me up enough to have the confidence to start that page at a place when I wasn't, I really had no reason to be confident. And like, I remember like he was sitting next to me when I posted my first video and he was like, Oh my gosh, you got it. Like, you're so good. Like, you know, giving you that, that confidence. And I look back and I'm like, would I have started it if it wasn't for him? Like actually would I have, would I have felt comfort, like, comforted enough and confident enough in myself if it wasn't for someone blowing steam up my ass basically <laughs> like I <laughs> like we, yeah like we said everything like, has a purpose exactly and I've and I just realized that like this year because I I don't know like you said I don't look back and regret a lot of things but I do look back and I was like because people too I think with this year because makeup I feel like is becoming a little more successful people are constantly like how did you get started like why did you do that and I've never I've always been like I don't know I just started an Instagram like and then it came back to me that you know I think he was put in my life for that exact reason obviously not for a relationship but to give me the confidence oh, but I love, I love anyway it. we we love yeah. we are so grateful for the men that have stood behind us and given us grace when we maybe didn't quote-unquote deserve it i mean and thank you anonymous man for your contribution to society because now we have kellyanne's makeup page it's always like nice to remember of like where did this start okay i'm really sad to see you go but i'm gonna ask you the last question that we ask before we allow our guests to leave around here and it's if you've realized anything recently that's like coming to the forefront of your mind or your heart or like a recent theme that you want to share like bless us with more wisdom please (laughs) i'm so sad to go also thank you for having me on this is such an honor and i completely admire and respect what you do because you're hustling but i just want to give you that little last tidbit but um i feel like this is so random and specific but i was listening to a podcast this weekend probably the skinny confidential because i always listen to hers Mm -hmm. and it was talking about if you're starting a business that you should always run it as if like, even from the get go, you should always run it as if it's a million dollar business. So get your finances in check. Um, have like someone legal reviewing your contracts, like never that, but it just, it resonated with me because I'm like, I've been operating this from just such an amateur perspective. And they're like, you're never going to be as successful as you want if you're not treating it like it already is successful. And I think that like that hit, I was like, all right, I'm in. No, I'm literally, doing I'm like, okay, so I need to get on the stuff that I've been delaying. But that's no, that's such an important aspect, and and a, it's a reminder that like 
no, no one starts off knowing 100% like what to do. I'm like, how do people like draft these contracts? They get help. They get counsel. Yes. Like you're not expected to be a business owner before you're a business owner. And exactly. I think that's something important to remember. Thank you for the reminder. Um, I needed it personally. 2021 is the year we're getting our finances in check. That's what I've told myself. I'm getting organized and financially okay. (laughs) It really is. I started investing in stocks this year and I get, yeah, I get my, um, I do get some education from TikTok, stock talk. If you're not on it, it is honestly a real thing. I used to make fun of people who looked at it and now that's me. I honestly even tried to like, I'm doing it the wrong way. I'm totally doing it from a way of like, what do I truly believe in? Um, and then I'm also doing it from the way of like, oh, the Super Bowl was yesterday. I tried to like buy a stock in like a betting software like the day of. That's not how it works. The markets weren't even open. But like I'm learning. <laughs> well, I sold my one share of GameStop when it was uh, pretty high. So I'm pretty proud of myself. My um, brother does yeah. financial advising and he's like, oh, you're a natural. But I mean, that's the one share or stock I've ever sold. <laughs> oh, the fact that you profited off of GameStop. I am actually hey, so hey. jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm feeling that is definitely the the year of financial prosperity. And I'm very excited. That means that we can get maybe like two times the amount of margaritas that we would normally um, be able to get. Exactly. <laughs> Which we need to go after this, like in the next two weeks or something. We need to go to Matzel Rancho. We yes. need to have a time. Let's do it. Let's do it. I know we'll both be in Austin for a little bit longer, but not forever. So we have to make the most of exactly. it. Exactly. And thank you so much, like I said, for having me. This was, I mean, I definitely realized things, which please cut that out. But I wanted to say that I definitely <laughs> no, I had a, like an amazing conversation with you. And I think the beauty of the podcast is it feels it feels just like we're talking and it's really cool that you're highlighting these types of conversations. So thank you so much. I love it. And I have never had a guest hype me up as much. Like I'm walking away from my own podcast feeling like I was on a podcast. Like what? It's, it's an incredible feeling for a narcissist. Honestly, <laughs> just, just going to put that out there and own that term. Oh, wow. Well, did we do good? We did.